Snack Attack. Uh, I know it's been a while, but I've been waiting for the perfect guests for the for the new episode, and I've found them. Or they found me, or we were brought together. We were brought together. We were brought together. We were brought together. Um, I want to introduce everybody to Holly and Michelle of Driftwood Magazine. Hello, everybody. Okay, and that was Holly. Say Say something so that everyone can get used to the sound of your voice. Something so that everyone can get used to the sound of my voice. And Michelle. Hi. Okay, perfect. Everybody's got it all down now. <laughs> if someone sounds like a four-year-old, it's Michelle. <laughs> perfect. Um, so, Driftwood Magazine, for anybody who is completely out of it and has no idea what it is, it is the... Traveling culture magazine for the graduated vegan. The. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, for anybody who doesn't know, this, I actually work with these guys with Woo-hoo! this magazine. I've been with them for a couple of months doing advertising and partnerships, and it's been pretty sweet. And we've been, been talking to you into other stuff. <laughs> yeah, and I've been like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, I'll Slowly totally do his that. Toes and all the different colors of company ink. Wait, that's that's a different connotation. Yeah, no, strike that. That, that hasn't been happening, but other stuff has been happening. No, it's been like really cool, and uh, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna get crazy. Just look out, everybody. Um, let's uh, before we get into. Uh, all of the amazing other garbage we're going to talk about. Let's rewind and talk a little bit about how the magazine got started. Um, well, uh, several years ago, I was working on a concept for a travel magazine. And when I went vegan, everyone told me, oh, well, you won't be able to be vegan when you travel. But I was determined that I would be vegan and I would travel. And I realized that... Um, the travel magazine that I had been working on was actually really needed in the vegan world. So I put that out into the vegan sphere via Facebook and someone saw that and knew Michelle and knew that it was right up Michelle's alley. So they sent that over to her. Yeah, it was Demetrius. Um, I saw a post from Demetrius from, uh, you know, Vegucated, and he's got his fingers in lots of little vegan pies, um, that somebody was looking to do a vegan magazine, and uh, I was like, I know how to do that! (laughs) Um, So, uh, so yeah, I messaged Holly, and then we went out for coffee and tacos, and... I think by the end of the day, yeah. we're making a magazine. Yep, pretty much. Well, coffee turned into more coffee, which then turned into tacos and walking around downtown and lots of ideas bubbled up. Um, yeah, and and then we were just like, let's make a flyer. 
<laughs> and and that's the beginning. <laughs> so, what was there like one type of what was like the first like singular vision or, or was there one? Was it just like we want to do this, this, this and that or was it just like I want to do this one thing and I want to do it right? Or was it just like these are the list of things that I want to put in a magazine? Mm. There's um, lots of playing around, um, thinking about the magazines that we do and don't find interesting and useful. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it, it was definitely a process. There were some things... I feel like we knew right from the beginning. I, I guess it was kind of a process just of, like, putting things on the table and then, like, yes or knowing them. And mm-hmm. we pretty quickly were able to, like move everything into the yes pile or the no pile and realize that we had a pretty similar sense of aesthetic and um, goals for the magazine. Like, we both wanted to make something that was durable and printed on really high-quality paper that you would just really enjoy holding in your hand and keeping. We both wanted to do something that had longer, more in-depth stories um, that get away from tofu recipes and like here's how to be vegan style content and really delve deeper and treat veganism as its own culture that has mm-hmm. its own heroes that has its own stories um, and something that looks around the world at veganism rather than just being localized or localized to just certain groups within veganism which you know you got your metal vegans and your punk rock vegans oh, and your raw guru vegans and there's so many different types of us. We're right? like real people. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> well, we just named all of them. So yeah, that's, no, we're real people that have three different kinds of groups. <laughs> yeah, and I think it was pretty early on that we took our solemn vow to never print a recipe. Yeah. Yeah. That was probably a, a first day thing. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, yeah. there are other people who do that so well. Yeah. So why would we bother? Mm. Right. I mean, and are either of you, do you, either of you consider yourselves chefs in any sort of way? Um, I definitely think we both have culinary digs. I actually worked in restaurant industry all along the way of, you know, high school and then through college and worked in some kitchens, but I actually didn't really become a foodie, I think, until I became vegan. And once I became mm-hmm. vegan, my... Yeah, it forces you to... My uh, repertoire expanded considerably, mm-hmm. for sure. Like, what's a dragon fruit? I never knew. I'm still not quite sure, <laughs> but I know I like it. It's, well, I'll tell you what it is, uh. is garnish, because it has <laughs> no flavor. <laughs> but it's pretty. Um... Yeah, I appreciate good food, but I mean, quite honestly, especially during the summer, I mean, half of my meals are chip based. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or popcorn based, right? Right, yeah. Or is that more of a winter food for you? Yeah, if, if nobody else is around, like if I'm at home alone, I think popcorn is a perfectly good dinner. Oh, of course. Yeah. I, I had a lot of it last night. It was, mm-hmm. it was like tonight's a popcorn night. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah, do you do for popcorn? Oh, that's a great question. I actually got this from, uh, okay, I had a guest on the podcast, uh, this guy who goes by Apple Brains, and he is a children's musician who sings all about fruits and vegetables, and he's amazing. And (laughs) he made this, uh, it's popcorn, so it's coconut oil and 
corn kernels, obviously. And then there's uh, nutritional yeast and sriracha. And I, ever since then, that's all I ever do. I wanted apples in there. We yeah. did do uh, an apple thing. Yeah, I, like I've you... done peanut butter well, n- not and apples. A... How, how did you do that? Like I melt the peanut butter with a little coconut oil and then drizzle that on the popcorn and Whoa. then just chop up apples. Oh, yeah. It's popcorn. See, she she has all these culinary secrets. She doesn't want I just no, but the th- I just put foods together that I like to eat and then I eat them. Well, <laughs> there's on, no secret to it. On that <laughs> episode, we did do a separate non-popcorn related apple thing. So uh, maybe we can find a way to combine the two. No, you just keep your food secret. Like I always hear from everybody about your like amazing little pastries and all these things, and I'm like. Somehow, one day, maybe Michelle actually, when she gets old, she'll go a little loopy and then she'll just start like cooking for everybody. Well, show up at a uh, vegan bake sale. There you go. And maybe I'll have some cookies there. I will be at vegan bake sale. So that's a deal. <laughs> While we're on this topic, when and where is vegan bake sale so that our listeners know that they need to show up? Uh, this year, Vegan Bake Sale, we usually um, do it as part of the Worldwide Vegan Bake Sale. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is actually, that's happening now, um, like the f- the last two weekends in April. Um, but we really could not get our shit together in time <laughs> to do that. So um, we decided that we were going to go ahead and postpone it, but we still wanted to make it happen. Um, so June 5th is uh, going to be our Portland big old vegan bake sale. And uh, we're going to do it in front of Canteen, which we've never oh, cool. done it before. But we love those guys. So Yeah, that's a really cool spot. A really yeah. nice little outdoor area. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so what is... All right, we're going we're gonna to split up. Who wants to go first? Uh-oh. Let Michelle go. Okay. There you go. All right. Uh, so, Michelle, what's Blazing your... trails here. What's your, what's your background with veganism? When did it first enter your life? Um, oh, man. I... Okay. I was 12. This is the vegetarian part. I, I didn't go vegan at 12. Um, so, um, so, 30 years ago, um, I read this article about a girl who got in trouble at school because she refused to dissect a frog. And... It just had the word vegetarian in there. Like she, that was mm-hmm. that was why she wouldn't dissect the frog. And I was like, huh? I wonder if I could do that. And that's how that's that kicked me off. Um, I, I wasn't a huge fan of meat, and I was raised not really drinking milk. I I thought eggs were gross. Eggs are um, gross. Are, can we talk about that for a second? <laughs> yeah. Why they're does everybody so, want to replicate eggs? I'm I, sorry. I <laughs> don't. Maybe take don't, that out. I don't want to eat anybody off. No, but. no. Um, <laughs> I mean, some people super dig it. I get that. But um, but I don't get it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> luckily, uh, the fella I uh, got hitched to and live with, um, he was allergic to eggs for his whole life. Oh, okay. So he never, like brought eggs into the equation um so i've never really needed to be exposed to eggs um but uh you know it was 80s chicago um i mean i i I was crazy i was i was so special because i didn't want to eat meat anymore um very high pressure 
doctors, parents, I mean, everybody was just like, no, you'll die. If you feel, yeah. Like if, if there's no meat involved, it's not a meal. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's very, kind of very, raised, yeah, yeah. Like slow, slow, long ass path. Um, until I was actually really <laughs> vegetarian. Um, and then about t- 10 years ago, I think, um, I was living in LA and, uh, my friends, uh, Kevin and Taryn, uh, Taryn had like a food truck and did little pop-ups and stuff. So he was always cooking food. Um, at his place, they introduced me to nutritional yeast. Oh man. And that's kind of what did it and I for, I, for, I don't even know what why but that was just this like secret key and maybe it's coincidence they were making all this stuff for me and I was like oh okay I can swap out this ingredient for this and this ingredient for that and without any pressure and without any switch flipped mm-hmm. um, we noticed that at home like oh we had a vegan day yeah and then oh did we we had a vegan week Okay, well, I guess we're vegans now. Um, you know, we had already stopped buying leather and yeah. wool. I mean, like, it was it was really just a matter of the slow, gradual path, um, which I guess for me um, makes it a lot easier easier to not um, to ju- not judge people who aren't vegan mm-hmm. um, because I get that. You know, we everybody's raised with different circumstances, um, different opportunities, and. Uh, and everybody's just doing their own thing, Everyone's and maybe, on their own journey, yeah. Man. <laughs> but you know, maybe they'll get there. You know, maybe that right. switch will flip. Um, maybe it won't, but uh, yeah, I'm not gonna. Say it's that easier it, for some than it is for others. It Sometimes is. all it, it takes it is an article is. about some girl who refused to dissect a frog. Right. That's it. Yeah, I mean, my parents could have forced me to eat meat. They didn't. Um, you know, that's. Yeah, everybody's in their own place, I guess. So, yeah, that's how I found veganism. So, thanks, Kevin and Taryn. Yeah. Yay, you guys are great. And <laughs> now, Holly. Uh, I also took a long and winding road into veganism. Um, I guess, actually, you know, as a kid, I I ordered the burger and blah, blah, blah. But I always just kind of ate the sides. But it was just what you do. And... When I was 19 or so, um, living in the South and being an atheist and being kind of a punk rocker, I had a lot... In the South where? In Tennessee. Okay. Uh, I had the deck stacked against me already, (laughs) Um, and I got in lots of arguments pretty constantly because my look just drew all the attention to me. Um, and I mean, on a pretty regular basis, people would just confront me in the wild with like, so what do you think of gay marriage? Or, you know, just like full on attacks. And it's like, oh, hi, stranger. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Um, let's let's talk about that completely different thing. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) so one day I went on just a really long walk and I was trying to just sort out all of my philosophies um and mostly it was around being an atheist and what does that mean about the belief in good and evil and so after probably 10 hours of this walk 
I wound Damn, up. That's a long ass walk. It was a really long walk, is what I'm saying. Um, I, I but was it a long up, walk? It was longish. Um, it wasn't a Forrest Gump. Oh. But uh, but I wound up in a grocery store at like midnight, and the only other people in the grocery store was this sweet looking little suburban mother and her two little children who were running up to the meat aisle and giggling and like sticking their fingers in this like bloody gross and then tagging each other you know and it was just I like I saw it in a flash like this total veil of what they were looking at like it's all packaged and it's sterilized and it's it's removed so far from what it actually is right. you know and so then and there i decided that i did believe in evil and i decided that evil was taking those two little kids those two little <laughs> rotten brats um no they were probably really sweet they just didn't know better good vibes good vibes radio world um yeah, so I decided that evil was taking more than you needed, specifically taking so much that it took away from another living being its life, you know? Mm-hmm. And I realized that I I just didn't think I needed to eat meat. Well, so unfortunately, I did not spend a lot of time deciding what I did need to eat, and I pretty much, like, from there went to college and went on the coffee and cigarettes diet. So I was kind of the poster child of looking like veganism is bad for your health. And so, um, so from there I, you know, fought with relatives back and forth and they would sneak meat into my food or like, you know, sometimes I just like kind of gave up and said, okay. And kind of went back to the fish and chicken thing. Um, until finally, eventually, I actually read Skinny Bitch. Uh-huh. Which, for those of you who don't know, is not really about being a fabulous Orange County uh, wife on a liquid diet. It's mostly a Trojan horse for veganism and animal rights. And inside of it are, like, three chapters out of Slaughterhouse, uh, which is... A different slaughterhouse than the one that you have to read in school. It's uh, yeah. it's actually just like a series of um, interviews of slaughterhouse workers, and that was really, really eye opening. So I finally had that sort of traumatic eye opening moment, and all night long kept envisioning what I'd read. And by morning, I was strictly vegan. Yeah. <laughs> so wow. finally had that that veil ripped off. Yeah, it's kind of amazing because it's it's like how. Nowadays, oh, there's all these documentaries that people see, yeah. like Cowspiracy or Food Inc., where that's what really does it for them and it makes a big change. But mm-hmm. there was there weren't as many of those things back in the day. Yeah. So it, it's nice to know that there's that's still happening, and um, at least I'm hoping that there's a lot. It's a lot easier for people with families, you know. And yeah. It lot, has yeah. to be now. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean. I've been vegan seven years now, and when I did it, my I think that my parents were hoping that it was just a phase, <laughs> but yeah. and my dad I don't think will ever understand it, but he doesn't <laughs> you know make fun of me or pressure me or anything. So yeah. it's at least like you know uh, a little bit more accepted. At least I hope. Yeah. Yeah. It, 
It definitely is. I think that we're experiencing a massive sea change right now. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah. It's really exciting. It's really exciting for Driftwood, too, because we're just in the position to be historians of this sea change and document yeah. this culture that's on the rise. Well, it's funny because when I mention Driftwood to, to people who don't know anything about the vegan world, really, they're just like, man, there probably aren't any other vegan magazines. And I'm just like, well, there's actually <laughs> a few. And they yeah. all each do their own different thing, which mm-hmm. is pretty neat. And they're yeah. they're all like very well liked mm-hmm. for their own different reasons so it's it's nice to know that there's all these new things that are going to be popping up and there's going to be more that pop up that have their own spin on things yeah which is pretty exciting yeah it's definitely a really cool time to be vegan there's oh, yeah. there's definitely there's a lot of energy there's a lot i mean now there's a lot of money being poured into um i mean vegan foods especially mm-hmm. um oh, what the the vegan meatball that I mean how many mm. yeah they got like billions of dollars in startup funding right like it was mm-hmm. it was just something crazy <laughs> okay maybe something it's a billion crazy. dollar industry the fake meats but like there it, it there's the fake meats thing is is so huge yeah. and just off the charts right mm-hmm. now um, and it's not even all by vegan companies like people are looking at vegan meat alternatives and Mm. dairy alternatives for so many different reasons yeah Um, it's just smart business it it is at this point like um people who you know don't eat meat or don't eat dairy um you know the the plant-based eaters Mm -hmm. um we're an important market now yeah yeah well the the thing that the vegan meat alternative industry is really good for is those people who say like oh I totally love the idea of being vegan and yeah the uh, you know factory farming that 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 blah 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 we know it's really yeah bad, it's like we know it's really bad so but... I should be doing that and it's like well here try this because mm-hmm. this may be something that would scratch that itch for you yeah and uh, it just makes it easier and the cheese the the cheese alternatives also they're they're getting they're just getting better and better they're oh, yeah. really really good yeah i did not miss cheese at all mm-hmm. until i actually had some vitopia ah. and miyoko cheese and then i was like whoa okay now i want this yeah <laughs> i had so when i when i was just vegetarian i was really into like smoked gouda and i hadn't mm-hmm. had any in seven years up until a few weeks ago <laughs> to vitopia which for anybody who doesn't Jeez. know about vitopia or vitopian cheeses it's amazing if you're in portland you should go to vitopia but I'm pretty sure that you can get their stuff mm-hmm. in other places. Well, if you aren't in Portland, you can just order it online. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Vitopian. That stuff is it's just so good. And Miyoko's. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Uh, I the other day I bought a a new bicycle and the guys I might have told you this, but the guys in the bike shop, like, they somehow it came up that I was vegan and all that other kind of stuff and I cheese came up and I was like oh and they were like what vegan cheese and I was like just you guys wait <laughs> and I brought them back some of the like the Kite Hill mm-hmm. cheese spreads and I'm pretty sure their minds are blown <laughs> um, I have this is so new I mean 
Uh, when I was going camping across the western part of the states in 1999, um, I was made fun of by grocery store staff by buying or for buying um, Morningstar Farms uh, hot dogs, which I know are not vegan; they're vegetarian. Uh -huh. But um, it was 1999. I was also <laughs> not vegan. <laughs> um, so, but these vegetarian hot dogs and. People made fun of me. People who were being paid to work at the grocery yeah, store were making crazy. fun of me, the customer. Yeah. Like that. that well, that stuff that... still happens. You know, I mean, here in Portland, I got harassed, like just all out harassed by a server at an Indian restaurant because I didn't want cream on my food. For real? Yeah. I mean, he wanted to argue with me. I said, and just no cream. And he was like, What's wrong with the cream? Why don't you want to have the cream on there? It needs to have the cream on. I mean, like, what is your... what? And, like, he, like, totally took offense and got defensive and came at me like that. And I was like, whoa, dude. I just don't eat it. Are you going to be <laughs> yeah. able to do that or not? Yeah, it's you like, know? you don't want it. You don't want me to get into this. Like, I'll get into this. <laughs> do you just want me to go to a different restaurant and spend my money? Because we can do yeah. that, too. Did you, you turn know? your Southern on? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it got to the redneck in me really fast. <laughs> I, I think my eyes just got big. And then, like, somehow the a vegan backwards... redneck is such a weird thing to think about. <laughs> a backwards meshback mesh hat just floated <laughs> down out of nowhere and settled onto my head. And everything turned plaid. <laughs> <laughs> but we got through it we did oh, but i just man. i mean i was really shocked that was in portland like two years ago really yeah and in, in, at an indian place yeah where it's like pretty normal yeah we're like one of those vegan havens where you're like yeah. oh there's nothing vegan in this town but there's an indian restaurant or a mexican restaurant like i can find something there you know so did you get through it or was it a wonderful outreach opportunity uh um, I was fighting my redneck pretty hard, so I think that um, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure, I'm not sure that I can say that I did a real good job of outreach, <laughs> but I tried. I will say that I tried. I did not go full Tennessee on him. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I want to see that though. I like. Now I just want to go with you to a whole bunch of different restaurants. Oh gosh! And just challenge. You're just going to try to antagonize <laughs> the situation. It's going to be so great. Don't worry, John. It'll happen. <laughs> just, just let it happen naturally. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, so I have more questions, but since this is vegan snack attack, uh huh. Uh, I I have some snacks here. Yeah, that's snack so, attack. So uh, a, a week and a half ago, we went to Seattle to. Uh, to man our table at an amazing event called Veg Out Seattle. It was so much fun. Um, I, it was the first year they did it. I hope they do a zillion more. And they, uh, we went home with a ton of snacks. They gave us a bunch of stuff. So uh, I have some stuff that were from some of the tables. I think one of the things was just like in their little swag bag. But we've got uh, the Australian Carob Company Organic Carob Kibble Nibbles. Um, that guy was super friendly. Mm -hmm. um, and his truffles were his, mind yeah. blowing. Yeah, so he did have carob truffles that we didn't get to take any home with, but uh, they were crazy. But I, I do have the kibble nibbles. I'm not going to lie, I made three passes by the truffle table. Oh my God, I only did one. <laughs> you were really working the room, it was impressive. 
Like, you always had something different in your hand, and you're just like, you have to try this. <laughs> I had to go out and provide for my people who were stuck at the table. That's true. That's true. All we had were my ties. Oh. It was terrible. Oh, poor you. Um, hey, shout out to Kat, our, our graphic designer, street team homie. Kat yes, Marshallow. Yeah. yeah. She was awesome, and she, she was helping man at the table. Uh, so we also have some hemp heart bites. Mm-hmm. Um, have you guys tried these yet i have yeah, from manitoba okay. mm-hmm. yeah. yeah uh i snacked on these on my way home from seattle and then i was just like oh my god yeah See, I, yeah i use uh hemp hearts in a lot of stuff mm-hmm. because my fella is allergic to nuts uh-huh um yeah. so nice. so yeah uh, well, hemp also, hearts freaking love those yeah i mean they also I, th- I don't remember if they gave them to me or mm-hmm. if they were in the the swag bag but mm-hmm. like the bag of the hemp hearts and yeah. I hadn't really fucked with that stuff before and I've been like putting it in oatmeal and it's been mm-hmm. like man it's so good oh yeah put them um, in cookies and brownies and banana bread so good yeah. it's one of those things mm-hmm. where it's like one of those I guess like vegan uh, stereotypes like oh just wear hemp and eat yeah. and everything and it's like no and now it's just like yeah well, maybe it's yeah, really it's good, good. <laughs> <laughs> um I got some Heirloom pumpkin seeds, organic heirloom pumpkin seeds from CB's seeds and CB's mm. nuts. Oh. They do those, like, <laughs> I know. Uh, they were right across from us. Guys, I'm just going to say, know. you know, you, you're going to hear a lot from the lesser uh, mature folks with a name like CB's nuts. Yeah. Well, fortunately, their stuff's really good. Um, and then we've got uh, Truth Bar. This one... This is a. This is from Forte, and it's made with real rice protein, almond butter, chia, and cacao nibs. So that's what we've got going on. We're gonna. Oh, is that the one? Is, I think that's the one that. Um, Have you had this one? Um, no. Uh, does it say vegan on there? Um, oh. That was the one with the glycerin, but they don't say vegetable glycerin. I'm assuming. Oh, like, okay. I would assume vegetable glycerin. Yep, that's the one. Um. So. Eat at your own risk? Yeah. um, Or, because, I mean, sometimes I've reached out to companies before and, like. And made in a facility that processes peanuts, peanuts, soy, dairy, eggs, wheat, fish, gelatin, and shellfish. It's like a. That's a big factory. Yeah. Yeah. It it just goes from, like, totally normal to, like, super crazy by the very end of that list. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that one can be an eat at your own risk. But, uh,. Yeah, usually they do say vegetable glycerin. Yeah, it's just it was just a weird thing that I noticed. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Well, we'll see about that. So, um, but while we're let us know, Forte. While we're actually, I'm gonna try one of these yeah. uh, kibble nibble All things right. because I want to try these CB's nuts. Yeah, it's pretty good. All right, these are the CB's seeds. CB's seeds. Mmm. The guy that was working at the CB stand, it was like his first ever event, and I think he like just started working for the company. The poor little lamb. Yeah, he was oh so God. sweet, and I was just like, oh, bless you, child. You're going to do great. But he was mm-hmm. like a sweaty mess because it was a super hot day, and he was oh, like yeah. setting up everything by himself. Aww. And his name was Zach. Shout out to Zach. Hey, Zach. Um, but he, was, he did great. He did really great, and he was just like, he gave me a whole bunch of stuff before I left. Super nice guy. Yeah, so he um he, he didn't have like a a full size spoon or a knife or anything. Oh, so yeah. when he was putting out the samples, he had to use one of those fold up paper oh. spoons. <laughs> hey, 
He was having a hard time. Bless his heart. But he was doing the job. Yeah. He yeah. had to do what he had to do. So this is just raw carob? Is that the Yeah, thing? this one ingredient. Pure raw carob. That's good. Yeah, it's not bad. It'd be good, like, hey, another thing to put on oatmeal or something, mm-hmm. you know? Just yeah. sprinkle it on top, maybe on some ice cream. And then these hemp heart bites are so good. It's like a I sweet love nut. Things, They're yeah. so good. All right. They kind of remind me of um, the uh, like uh, Mexican wedding cookies. Oh yeah, I could see yeah. That. I mean, they're basically like powdered oh, sugar, yeah. right. shortening, this is and the opposite of what's nuts. in there. But mm-hmm. it does, yeah, yeah, it kind of does have that mm-hmm. same sensation. I was trying to figure out what I likened it to. In my head, I was thinking a Sandy's candy. Too, you were wrong, or a Sandy's yeah. cookie. Yeah, I was totally wrong. <laughs> I should have just asked Michelle. Yeah, Michelle, there you go. what am I tasting? That's just a good rule <laughs> well, for it's, life. Yeah, <laughs> it's, true. it's also got like a sesame kind of mm-hmm. flavor to it. It's just good. It is just good. Um, so while we nibble on these uh, kibble nibbles and, and whatnot, uh, I want to know a little bit more about each of you guys and what you have done since becoming vegan and starting up Driftwood because I know there's been a lot. Um, and I guess we can go back to you, Michelle, since <laughs> all right, Holly all right. just went off on her tirade about that that server at the Indian. <laughs> I did do extra talking there. But... <laughs> um, yeah, let's see. Um, I mean, when I when I went vegan, I was you know just living in LA, um, working for a bunch of car magazines, um, like muscle car <laughs> magazines. Uh, <laughs> um, I I don't know any well I didn't know anything about cars now I know a lot about cars but um, I don't like journalism cars. or publishing um, or? I went f- well when I finally went back for real and finished like a grown-ass adult um, I came <laughs> out with an English degree and uh, I moved to New York for five years and worked with Penguin because oh, cool. um, yeah uh, yeah <laughs> totally lucked out there like moved to New York within two months had this like dream job making children's books for a penguin jeez oh, how um, does that even happen I, I, I don't know how um, <laughs> uh, but uh, but I had a really awesome boss and she just uh, she taught me a lot about uh, the production schedule and uh, and she had said the best thing ever to me um, like no matter what mistake we make nobody's gonna die um, mm-hmm. so I try to keep that in mind whenever we're having like super super stressful times or like something goes horribly wrong like okay we didn't kill anybody just now um but uh yeah i started feeling kind of trapped in new york like it was time to either buy a place or get Uh out yeah um because we were starting to get comfortable and and that was just it was the moment um so we jumped uh and we went to l.a three years hated it after six months um and hey oh really yeah and i had kept visiting portland and finally i was like all right so we're moving to portland um and it came up here and because portland the, was like your getaway spot for yeah LA. yeah um we just we kept visiting friends and mm-hmm. uh you know i'm a city girl but i like to hike um so this sort of had both uh and um and at the time, if you were vegan and moved to Portland, this was before a huge influx. Um, there was some sort of law on the books that you had to start a blog within six months. Of course. Of moving here. So, um, so I did that. 
Um, I haven't touched that now in a good year. And what's that um, called? That was, that was Vegtastic Voyage. Uh-huh. And yes, it is named after Superbad. <laughs> you, everybody can look into that on their yeah. own. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to go into that. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, you know, I started and it was a lot of writing about food. And I, I got really bored with food um, and started writing more about you know, just the philosophy behind it and just tried to write about other things because um, I found other things more interesting than sustenance. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I also started working with uh, a local vegan group here, Tri Vegan PDX. Um, we put on the first Vegan Iron Chef and then that grew to be its own thing. So um, we started an organization just for Vegan Iron Chef. Huh. Um, and then I realized a lot of my time is being taken up and I needed to just work for a while and get a full-time job. <laughs> Sounds pretty boring. Yeah. So um, instead of that, I <laughs> I hooked up with uh, uh, Jess Scone and uh, Janessa Filament Kerp to start Vita Vegan Con. And that was, it started out as a blogger conference, a vegan blogger conference. Mm-hmm. And then over the years, it sort of expanded into other sort of content creators. Um, you know, we had YouTubers and just tried to um, address the needs of vegan communicators and the vegan community. And we put on a bunch of events, three really big conferences, and our last one was uh, last May. Um, so. Uh, so now I'm working with Driftwood. So I yeah. just keep, you know, <laughs> just slowly shifting through vegan projects. Um, but you, I now, think this but one's a keeper. With, now that you're with Driftwood, mm-hmm. it's a forever thing. Well, this is, I mean, this is combining the things I love with mm-hmm. the things I'm good at. Yeah. So I yeah. don't, yeah, I kind of have to just stop and do this. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so and that's it's a project where I am. that's going to change and grow over time, mm-hmm. too. So yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited to see what our roles will actually be like right. in five years and then in 10 years. Well, you know? yeah. I mean, even just in the couple of months that I've been with you guys, we've already talked about so much crazy stuff that we're actually going to do. Yeah. yeah there, there will beyond, never be any complacency. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's well beyond the pages of a magazine, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Um, well, it's uh, Driftwood Media is yeah. the actual company name. Mm-hmm. Uh, magazine is just one part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thinking ahead. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Every the, the the opportunities it's endless. Uh, so Holly, <clears throat> okay. So you yell at this guy in the mm. Indian restaurant, and then, <laughs> no. So uh, so yeah. So what got you from? Tennessee out to Portland and what's happened, you know, in between then and, Mm. you know, starting up the magazine. What happened in between then was Seattle. I moved there in 2009 and that is actually where I went vegan and met my... Was it easy to go vegan there? It was extremely easy and it was because I think um, that I was with someone, my partner, who had the same values as I do and finally for the first time I was supported in my decision Mm -hmm. you know like he was actually out of town working in Portland when I made the decision to go vegan and when I picked him up from the train station I the next day um and said 
uh, good news. I decided to go vegan. Mm-hmm. Um, he decided to take that ride with me. Oh, that's so cool. And he frequently thanks me for for bringing us into this path. Yeah. Like, he's so happy and proud. And, I mean, you know, honestly, I, I do feel like everyone who is not vegan, at, at least this definitely applied to me, is carrying around the burden of these veils that they mm-hmm. have to keep up for themselves all the time. And they do it so that they continue to fit into society, you know? Which is another reason, I mean, honestly, kind of the reason that I wanted to make Driftwood um, was to show that there is society, that there is community, and people of all walks and kind of strip away some of the loneliness and sense of restriction that people fear about veganism or, you know, I mean, I'm lucky enough to be doing that from Portland now, but there's still, you know, Valerie in Omaha and, you know, all of Omaha has got a pretty great vegan scene. Is it Portland? It's not Portland, but (laughs) I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I Whoa, am I talking that loud? Oh, no, you're good. Oh, okay. Um, I obviously know very little about the vegan Omaha. scene in Omaha, <laughs> but I do know what it was like to be in Tennessee. And right. um, I, I couldn't have painted a bigger red target on my face every day. It was, you know, and I still experience that in the Pacific Northwest, too, just like people feeling as though they have to jump out there and take a bullet for me or something. You know, right. I have I have like non-vegan friends or had non-vegan coworkers who um who constantly felt that like they needed to be the one to like jump out and tell everybody that I was vegan and that I couldn't eat this or whatever, <laughs> yeah. but that I'm really cool and I'm not judgmental <laughs> and you know what I mean? Like doing she's all vegan, this but work. She's one of the good ones. <laughs> yeah. You know, that kind of thing. And I'm just like, okay, well I was just going to say hello, but <laughs> now uh, there's this whole thing. Yeah. Now, now I feel as though immediately upon meeting this person who might just only be trying to buy a cup of coffee from me at this cafe now i need to have a whole philosophical discourse yeah um which gets tiring um but yeah that's still that's in the pacific northwest where the word vegan is at least well known i mean most people in tennessee at least still don't even know what that word means vegan you're a vegan Yeah, exactly. You know, what is oh, that? Where is your, yeah, like where the, is your alien spacecraft? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, uh, I don't. I think I. I think I went awry from the question that you actually no, asked. No, no. Um, in Seattle, I actually had sort of taken a a knee in journalism for a little while. Um, I was I was really kind of lost as to how I needed to do journalism. Um, I was a little disillusioned by what's going on in the world of journalism with the Rupert Murdochs and, mm-hmm. um, you know, all of the syndication. And anyway, um, I, I worked for a homeless housing organization for a while while I figured things out, and it felt good to be doing something that was more... Um, straightforward working on a 
on a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, every day I went to work, I saw the people who I was helping to house and I listened to them. I knew I knew their names, they knew my name. Um, we worked together on this problem that was, you know, maybe their addiction problem or their um, trauma from abuse or probably both in most cases. And I I was like directly working on a, on a problem rather than just hoping that my drops in this bucket were adding up somewhere, you know? Um, And that's also, you know, sitting at my desk at that homeless housing organization is where I first birthed the idea of driftwood. Oh, cool. Um, Yeah. So, actually, what brought me to Portland was getting a scholarship for fine art photography. Um, And I thought I would do that for a bit. But after one semester, I had put my my note out there to the world Mm -hmm. about driftwood and met up with Michelle and made some flyers. Coffee, tacos, flyers. (laughs) Coffee, tacos, and flyers. And driftwood was born and I just realized that this was my path rather than well you probably just knew that you wanted to be a cover model for a magazine Mm. so anybody who's seen Driftwood issue number one will see a familiar shoulder you may say that that was a very complicated plot just to get yeah. to be the cover model of a magazine, but, you know. Okay, so first I got to start a magazine. We all, take, and then... we all have our own paths that yep. we have to cross. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's been uh, obviously going great. I mean, when you first had the idea, did you think that it would have even really happened? Um, well, well, she is a Leo. Yeah, okay. I knew that there was not a question of whether or not it was going to happen. <laughs> okay, did you see it going, going as well as it's been going? I'm a Leo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I mean, this is, this is the thing of me and Michelle, is that I make a decision and then I just start full force running at it yeah. and Michelle stands behind me going left right left yeah. right wait no 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 no, no. <laughs> stop it's necessary that is a very important person to have in your life it is it is <laughs> so i uh, currently how can people get driftwood magazine um they can get it from us directly by going to driftwoodmag.com, which you should because then you can go ahead and look through about 200 portraits of vegan faces. With yeah, we didn't even talk about <clears throat> vegan faces. Well, that vegan was, faces is go, like our first... We're talking about it now. Yeah. Vegan faces launched Driftwood. Um, it, it came before the magazine. Oh. That was how we started cultivating the stories and and just tapping into the different communities around the world we opened up this um, community project and we invite all vegan photographers around the world to submit um, are you listening to <clears throat> photographers and you don't yeah. even have to be professional no no if you just have a camera or a friend with a camera who will let you borrow it i suggest getting together with your friend that's a vegan who has a camera and, and shoot each, each other. other and making a day of it <laughs> Um, Go on a 10-hour walk. Yeah. <laughs> Figure out if you believe in the existence of good and evil and what those things mean. <laughs> and take some pictures of each other. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and send them to us along with a little bit of Batracells. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, definitely. Vegan Faces is really cool. Um, so there's about 200 right now? There's, well, yeah, there's over 200. Okay. Um, when we launched there's hundreds it, of them. There are hundreds. Um, when we launched, we were doing several each week. Mm-hmm. And now we've kind of honed in on the project so that we're doing one a week with a longer story. And mm-hmm. each portrait has its own page. Um, you can access that page through going to the the full Vegan Faces page and clicking on the image that you want to go to. Um, but this way we get a little bit deeper into people's stories if we need to. Most, most of the quotes are pretty bite-sized. Mm-hmm. Um, but if somebody tells a story like, oh, I don't know, you're Robert Ingersoll and you freed a bunch of chimpanzees from a laboratory... Um, We're gonna give you some like, space to tell on. your story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you yeah. need to, You deserve your three hundred words, yeah. sir. Yeah, for sure. And then a bunch of those go into the magazine. Each issue, we feature a different photographer. Oh, and so we specifically focus on. Um, well, we spotlight some of their portraits that they've submitted to the to the project, and mm. then we have a little piece from them about what portraiture means to them or um what they're what they're looking for in portraiture um how they you know whatever they want to say about portraiture really gotcha okay and then um the information for how to submit is that on the website that is on the website there's also just a whole page about contributing to the magazine Right. So you can, you know, if you have an idea or if you just want to contribute and you need an idea, you can look there and we have some suggested formats and that might either immediately fit you or maybe it'll spark an idea of something that you think fits the driftwood mold. Yeah, we've found lots of contributors I mean, from all over the world um, who just stumbled upon the site or, you know, found us on social mm-hmm. media That's the and best. like and have, I mean, the whole thing everybody has a story everybody does have a story and especially um given our framework of a travel and culture magazine um you know your trip to berlin is not going to be the same as my trip to berlin um Mm -hmm. you know we we experience things different ways and there are a lot of different ways to to tell stories and we love a good story yeah well I, I think I've told you guys, I, you know, I'm going on my honeymoon to Italy and we are planning on going to Turin based on the fact that there is an article in the first issue of Driftwood oh, yeah. all about it. And it's like, well, we got to go here. Well, so, you definitely have to check out that cat cafe. I know. It's going to be <laughs> so great. So uh, thank you, Ilaria, for yeah, writing a yeah. great article. And I think that the names of the cats are in the article. The names of the cats yeah, are so in the article. I'm just going to have to keep it on me at all times mm-hmm. and be like, okay gotta remember these names um but michelle you said something very interesting you mentioned social media i did uh and today we are this is saturday i'm probably gonna put this episode up today we are officially on snapchat we oh, are on snapchat on. oh so, i think we're about to we to, should to chat are we gonna do our first to chap a snap, snap. let's chap chap snap. Snap. something like that I mean, that's it that's cool <laughs> Uh, what are the kids saying? They're not saying that. 
Um, but yeah, we're gonna do some Snapchat and right now. This is the the Snapchat Driftwood debut. Is it happening? It's happening oh right now. So say hello to the world of Snapchat. Hey! Hi. And then of That's course, how Michelle says hello. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So go to find us on Snapchat yeah. and you can see how Michelle says hello to the world. What's our yeah. username on Snapchat? Driftwood, Driftwood Mag. Mag. Driftwood Mag. And that's what we are on Facebook as well. Facebook and Twitter. Twitter has a oh, little underscore. underscore. Twitter underscore like, Mag. And Driftwood underscore Mag. Driftwood underscore Mag. Because somebody already took Driftwood Mag. I, what do they think they're doing? I don't know. And then on Instagram, we're Driftwood Magazine. Yep. Yeah. So get up on that social media, people. It is happening. The snap is being chatted. It has just gone oh. into my story. Oh, man. Our first of the Snapchats. That's exciting. That is exciting. Uh, cool. So <laughs> before we wrap things up, is there anything else that you guys want to talk about? About yourselves, Driftwood, about CB's Nuts? Anything. <laughs> See, it's not just me. <laughs> no. I will forever be a four-year-old and... I, I guess I'll be like a four-year-old and a 12-year-old and an 80-year-old. There are lots of parts of me, I guess. <laughs> but but the, the four-year-old is strong. Oh, <laughs> and, but that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you got to keep the child alive. That's where the ideas come from. And that's where Damn the fun right. comes from. Mm-hmm. And Otherwise, you're just going to get bored and cynical, and you're not going to be able to make magic. And Driftwood Magazine is all about making magic. Yeah, so. and it's it's fun working with you guys. Even it is it's... super fun. It is an incredible honor, really, to just work it with all It is an honor these. for you to be working with us. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the people, I mean, the press we've gotten, like the people, yeah. um, just people's reactions, um, it, It's it's been really amazing and I know the word amazing gets used or way overused uh lately but it really it really is I yeah. I, uh-huh. I would not have expected just the emotion I mean like people are so excited yeah. to have I wish they this. wouldn't have killed the word awesome in the 90s right? because that's the <laughs> I would like to use yeah. this inspires awe it does. Um, also just for me um the opportunity to work with this brain trust of creative vegans from around the world. You know, I think about the Merry Pranksters and, you know, these different groups that have sort of symbolized different huge changes in the world's paradigm throughout our recent history. And Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm part of one of those now because of the people that I work with on Driftwood Magazine. And it's it's just like, I've got chill bumps so yeah well it was cool <laughs> well so veg at seattle was my first event with you guys mm-hmm. and anytime that somebody came up to the table and it was like huh what's this and as soon as i'd said travel and culture magazine for vegans they were just like oh my god yeah. <laughs> i didn't know this was here and this is the most perfect thing and yeah. it's like yes and then they signed the mailing list and spin our magic spinning wheel mm-hmm. of the prizes which My is favorite the is anytime I'm talking to somebody about the magazine and they're like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, and then I hand it to them. The moment it hits their hands, yeah. there's always this light that comes on, and they're like, oh wow, this is really, this is really a thing. And yeah. then they can't, they just like zone out. Like I could I like just it. be saying anything, I like and they it when can't they hear smell me. it. Yes, lots of people smell, smell the magazine. I, yeah, oh yeah, because <laughs> it's it's a real printed thing. You know, it's it's not like Maybe reading it on your tablet. Maybe you need to make the covers like scratch and sniff. 
It smells like the ocean. <laughs> oh, totally. Drifted well, Mach 2. Yeah, right? <laughs> you know, we've, we, there's still... Don't think that you've seen all we've got. Because <laughs> we're, we're going to throw so much at you guys over the course of the next 100 years. Far beyond <laughs> the time when we're, we're, vegans, we're, we're all forever. dead. Yeah. Oh, well, I plan on it. Um, I'm sure that because of my veganness... I will be one of the first chosen to be a vampire. Okay, all right. Because, so. you know, veganism cures cancer and every disease out there, yeah. and it's, yeah. <laughs> I'm 75 right now. How, how old did you guys you think You look I wonderful. <laughs> I was thinking, like, 64, but... Oh, so painful. So, <laughs> all right, any, any closing thoughts before we, um, before we pack it up? Um, Thank you, everyone, for letting us make Driftwood. Yeah. Yeah, and then follow all that social media stuff. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and if anybody wants to let Holly and Michelle know how much they enjoyed listening to them, you know, get engaged. Like that Facebook page. Leave some comments. Yeah. We'll talk back to you. Say hello to us. Tell us what your story is or if you know of a good story that needs to be told. There you go. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for uh, for doing this with me. Thanks, thanks for having us. And then I guess it'll be back to work. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks everyone for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.